Hey, y'all. It's me, Jess Bubbico, and I am excited to be here with you on the Waking Up with Jess podcast. Each week, I'll invite you to wake up to your inner knowingness, get creative, and march to the beat of your own drum in your business and life. We'll dive into different subject areas from business to health to work, relationships, and beyond. On the podcast, we'll get raw, honest, and real, keeping it a little bit personal, a little bit educational, and most importantly, we're going to have a lot of fun. Each episode, you'll feel like you're sitting down at a coffee shop having an intimate conversation with a few of your best friends. Join me each week as I act as your confidant and friend who loves the heck out of you and wants to see you shine. Come along and wake up with a cup of Jess. Hey, y'all. I am really excited to announce to you that I am hosting a workshop called Creating Prosperity Through Divine Feminine Leadership on Wednesday, August 24th. For those who are in the United States, if you are in Australia, it will be on Thursday, the 25th. But if you are in America, it is from 6 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Something that I have experienced in my life as well as noticed with clients is that there is a massive paradigm shift that's happening on the planet. And if you have tuned into and listened to my podcast, then you have heard me talking about this countless times. So many of the confines of how we have been told we are supposed to create an online business are beginning to break down. We are seeing that there is so much space for freedom and creativity that is being birthed through us and how we're here to create prosperity in our businesses and in our lives. We're being asked to step outside of the box of what we've been taught and what we've been seeing and are currently seeing in front of us on the platforms of the different social media sites, what we're hearing other people doing. And we are being ushered into a time of massive self-trust, massive creativity, and leaning into birthing new things onto the planet that are in alignment with our heart and with our soul. You're not here to do things like anyone else is doing them. You're here to do them in your own unique way. We can look to others for inspiration. We can look at other models that other people are creating, and we can, again, allow them to inspire us, to move us, to give us something to respond to. If you're a generator, a manifesting generator, to activate our own creative process. But again, we're being invited to step outside of the box, to do things differently and to create anew on the planet. And so the Creating Prosperity Through Divine Feminine Leadership Workshop on Wednesday, August 24th, we're going to be going over the core four principles of divine feminine leadership. And I'm going to be taking you through exactly what those core four principles are and how you can ignite them in your work. They are not a step-by-step process of how to create a business, but they are energies for you to embody, to support you in activating your own quantum creativity. And again, birthing new things through in your own unique way. And then we're going to go into, you guessed it, your pearl sequence and understanding how you are uniquely designed to create prosperity in your business and life. This has been one of the biggest blessings in my lifetime to really understand exactly how I am here to create prosperity in my life. And it has, um, 
it has like shifted in very big ways, the ways that I am creating my business and also the ways I'm going to be creating my business moving forward. And again, this is how we activate massive self-trust and we start to differentiate and create an alignment with our heart and with our soul. So if you're ready to dive in, if you're ready to create in new ways in your business, in your life, you're ready to activate your soul gifts to support you in feeling a much deeper level of fulfillment in your business and your life and the way you're creating in the world, then you're going to go underneath the podcast and you will find the link in the show notes. You can also head over to Instagram and find the creating prosperity through divine feminine leadership workshop link in my link in my bio, but it will be underneath today's podcast. Go and check it out. It's $77. It's a two and a half hour class. It's going to be a beautiful sacred container with women from all over the country, all over the uh, planet, if you will, other countries as well. And men are invited as well. We are talking about the divine feminine, not uh, you know, parts on our bodies. We are talking about an energy of creation and co-creation. And if you've heard me in my other podcasts, I've talked about how we begin with the divine feminine. We allow it to flow through us. We allow quantum creativity to come through us. And then we create the divine masculine structures around that. So if you're ready, if you're interested to lead with the energy of creativity and intuition and enact and create your own rich, diverse, beautiful offerings on the planet that are unique for you, click the link underneath and register for this upcoming workshop. And I cannot wait to see you there and connect with you there. Hello, and welcome to the podcast today. I am very excited because I have Anthea Amar here. She is an empowering, faith-filled international coach, speaker, and learning consultant on a mission to educate, inspire, and transform the minds of those desiring to create more impact in the world. Founder of Amar Kai Group, she utilizes her 20 years experience of working with organizations like Reckitt, Ernst & Young, and many others to affect change in people, processes, and technology. A thought-provoking, quirky, calm, energetic speaker, Anthea attracts attention, leaving you feeling inspired, awakened, and eager to take action. Your thoughts create your experience of the world, and she challenges you to surrender to limitless possibility. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. So I would love it if you can tell everybody, and I'll just share before we get started, that Anthea is a 6'2", um, projector, emotional projector for those who of us who are, uh, human design buffs and she knows a lot about human design. So we'll sort of wrap this in today as we go, but, um, can you tell us a little bit about your work and how you got started doing what you're doing? Sure. Yeah. I, I, uh, so in, I'm based in London in the UK and predominantly my background for the last 20 odd years has been around learning and development. So it's been around training, educating, helping people to learn new skills and do things that to a degree are by force <laughs> because the organization they work for implemented this. But really, I started to notice that the, the way in which I used to do that was slightly different because it was uh, working with from a kind of collaborative perspective of saying, we know that this has to happen. 
but how can we make it better? How can we learn to like the experience? How can we feedback and you know make this the best way that we can do? And so around the time that we had the pandemics kind of starting, I was moving away to a degree from the training aspect and was focusing on coaching as I'd lost a significant amount of weight, around 50 pounds or so, around 10 years. And I think just even going through that process was very much of a mindset shift. I'd been one of those people who had always said, you know, I can never lose weight. I can't lose. I can't do. I've tried everything. And obviously I hadn't. So when I got to the point where I was able to actually try something that worked for me, I was able to lose a great deal of weight. And it wasn't just the, the weight loss. It was the freedom that it gave me, which then actually encouraged me to train. And so I was into training. I qualified in training, nutrition, teaching. And so I started doing classes where I was working at the time. I used to pull everybody out into the local park to do boot camps. And I became the go-to person to get, you know, nutrition, uh, exp uh, expertise, advice, and all of those kind of things. And so through that process from training and the learning and development, it given me a certain number of skills that enabled me to challenge people, not to just give them answers, but actually to figure out what works for them and how can they change their experience. And so when this pandemic came, I started off doing weight loss coaching and I realized I kind of got to a point that I realized it wasn't really for me. And I have this, this saying as just because you can doesn't mean you should. So sometimes we have skills, we have talents, but they each have their moment from which they you know, benefit us. And I think that time had passed from that perspective, which is why it just was abysmal <laughs> in my business, like nothing worked. And I got so much learning from that, which was why I faced so much resistance. And so kind of coming out of there, realizing during that period and how many people were suffering and were so doom and gloom with regards to the pandemic, that was kind of where the coaching side of things really came out because everything was perspective. You know, we're all going through this pandemic at the same time, but there are there are people who are just really negative and think the world is going to end and want to stay at home and don't do anything. And then there's people who are out and, you know, enjoying life and saying, if I'm going to go, it's going to be on my terms. So I realized that the life that we live is literally through the thoughts that we have. And so by changing some of those thoughts, it changes the experience that you have in life. And so a Markai group really just kind of summarizes all of that. It's saying, how can we be better? How can we find things that work for us in the way that we want to do it? And how can we be inspired to make the change within ourselves rather than constantly looking out to the world? And most importantly, challenging what we think we already know about ourselves and also our lives and realizing that actually if we no longer believe those things to be true we can literally do anything and that's kind of where this whole inspiration and motivation comes from and the ability to create life create business in your own way so that's kind of how I my, my summary of my journey to to hear it wasn't really from a place of coaching it was life experience weight loss you know, struggle and, and all of those things that culminated in where I am today. I love this because it sounds to me like what you did was it's, you're taking, you took the common themes and the threads. So if the, it wasn't about weight loss, 
It was about late weight loss was a byproduct of shifting your mindset versus that being the thing that you did. So it sounds like you really were able to take the, what do I love about this? How can I keep doing this? And, and, uh, in a way that empowers other people and feels really good for me and my business. Most definitely. Um, again, another saying, and I'm full of them, so forgive me. I'm going to be dropping a lot of them today. I love it. I have this, another saying is, you know, the life that you truly desire is only a mindset shift away. We generally as human beings always seek external things to change our circumstance. And it's never anything external. It's the, the mindset that we have. So like you say, why was I able to lose weight one time when I was able to versus the other times where I kept saying that I did, it was just mindset. It was challenging what I think I could or couldn't achieve, deciding to believe what I could achieve and taking the necessary actions to achieve it. And although I'm tr- I'm kind of simplifying it, it is actually that simple when your mind is in the right place. When you, I've, I recently did a 14 day detox, which was liquid only. And I didn't announce it. I just said, this is what I'm doing. I just, you know, told very close family and friends who might be used to seeing me that I won't be accepting any food or drink, you know, that kind of thing, just to give them a heads up. So when other people had kind of discovered what I was doing, the first words that came out of their their mouths were, I couldn't do that. One, nobody asked you, (laughs) right? (laughs) It's not about you. So, Mm -hmm. but it, but it, it kind of reminded me of, how we how we live our lives so going back to that whole need to seek things externally I have a problem internally that I wish to change so instead of seeking external resources or looking at other people to see what they're doing I'm figuring out what can work for me that will help me achieve what I want to achieve and when people are not in that space so they don't have that mindset they look at you and compare themselves to you. But what works for me is not going to necessarily work for you. And so that's why sometimes the first response when you reveal information or tell people what you're doing in your life is I couldn't, or I can't see myself doing that, or I don't think you should do that. It's because they're projecting to a degree their own insecurities about what they can and can't achieve in their life onto you. And that's why it's so important to have such a strong mindset have be very secure about yourself and really understand why you want to do things so that when you are actually being challenged inadvertently by people who are actually probably in your close circle you are able to kind of really stay in those moments stay focused on what it is that you want to achieve and continue to do so Okay. You just said so many amazing things and I have so many things to say about it, including, I feel like we need to slow down time and what you just said and stretch it out because you said like so many little key points that I think give an amazing roadmap on how to actually start making shifts and changes in our mindsets. Because I agree. It's easy even with human design, it can limit us. It's like, well, I'm a this, so I have to this, I'm a that, I'm a that. And it's like, we're not meant to use these things to limit ourselves or to put ourselves in boxes. It's what's the information that's going to help you to understand the way that, you know, maybe you function the best in whatever you want to achieve and however you want to be successful. So you said, um, you were like, 
it was mindset figuring out, I wish I had written it down as you were talking, but like having a really good, strong, why? So mm-hmm. what are some of these key points if somebody's sitting here? Cause I agree about the comparison thing. I was actually on a, um, call with somebody I was doing their human design chart. And this person said to me, like, you're so confident. I want to, I look at you and I see how confident you are. And I compare myself, like, why can't I do that? Or my, a good friend of mine's like, you speak so easily and effortlessly. Why can't I do it like you? I'm like, because you're not supposed to. And also I'm confident, but I got a lot of crap I'm working on behind the scenes too. So like, don't be, you know, fooled by I'm a confident speaker. I've always been a confident speaker since I was a child. That doesn't mean I don't have insecurities that I'm working through as well. So help take me through some of these steps to start to develop. Okay. I want to make a shift. I want to lose weight. I actually want to start a business. I want whatever. How can we start to shift our mindset to do that? Yeah. I I love what you said about that because it is a case of that the comparison trap leading us away from the things that we actually are supposed to do. And so, you know, this whole question that you're posing is very much relevant because people look at others for their pathway, not realizing that they were given a unique one. And it really starts with you understanding what your purpose is. And doing that means you need to look inwards. And that's the part that people are most afraid of, because it essentially means I need to now put a mirror in front of my face and look at me. And we don't have, because we see so much perfection outside of the world, which doesn't actually exist, right? Yeah. Uh, we, we, when we look at the mirror, we, we realize how imperfect we are. But actually, if we realized that we, the specific task that we were here to do, we would actually understand that we are perfect for the task, not for someone else's life. That's where the imperfections come. But everything we experience is to equip us to do the next thing. So, so, so to answer your question, because that also leads into that is I actually have a framework uh, called ACT. Now, this came from partially my my own life, some of the struggles that I went through trying to figure out what is the best way I can help people and give them something to take away. Because I've helped people, but people need that thing to really refer back to if they kind of fall off and just to be able to process it. ACT stands for accept, create, transform. Now, the accept part of that is the hardest part I'm not going to lie I'm going to presuppose this with this is the the most challenging part what you need to do is accept you cannot control what happens in life you cannot control what other people do right these are two very factual things you cannot control life or what other people do and so the the suffering that we experience is because the things that we try to control are outside of our control. And so it becomes insanity because we are trying to control something that we will never be able to control. And part of it is pride and ego of, no, I must be able to control this. So I'm going to put all of my efforts in trying to control this. And all you end up doing is missing opportunities to influence positive outcomes because your focus is in the wrong place. 
I can't control life. I can't control others. What I can control is how I respond to the world. And so for people who, and I have had people who've gone through, you know, coaching programs and working with me, et cetera, who've had experiences of trauma. And if they can't deal with that or they don't have necessary support, we don't touch that. Because when it comes to things like trauma, you do need to have the right level of support available to work through that. So I'm not trying to unearth anything really significant and traumatizing for anyone. So this framework works for the most part, but if you do suffer from trauma, it works best when you have a therapist as well. So if I can't control these two things, but I can control how I respond to it, what does that look like? It means when I realize that you shouting at me because you've had a bad day is actually not about me. I can detach myself from the situation. I don't, I no longer fuel the situation by taking it personally. You're having a bad day. Why are you shouting at me? Why did you do this? Let me dig up some history from 16 years ago about another time that you shouted at me when it really wasn't my fault, right? And so what generally tends to happen when you're in that moment is that you start to unearth wounds and you constantly bring them to the surface rather than allowing them to heal. You take it personally, you start to throw verbal attacks back and forth at each other, which damages the relationship and makes it much more difficult to heal and to have relationships that are completely trustworthy and you know are supportive. Whereas if you accept that this person is shouting at you because they've had a bad day and it's not about you, you can now put yourself in a position to say, okay, so this is what this is what you're projecting because of something you're dealing with. How can I support you? Why are you responding like this? What's happened that's made you respond in this way? Because it's no longer about me. It's got nothing to do with my pride or my ego or my emotions being hurt. I can actually now come from a place of compassion. I accept that this is the situation and I choose the way in which I want to respond, which is with love and compassion. And because of that, it can really put out a lot of fires in terms of how we interact with people because it's when we throw fire at fire it just fuels but if we throw love and compassion at fire that we receive it will eliminate it and so you're now in a position where you can have healthy dialogue with somebody else and actually support them in a challenge that they're facing that maybe they thought they had no support for the same goes with life the pandemic happened I was in the midst of starting my business it's kind of like, this is literally the worst time this could happen. I had no clients. I was putting in all the work, all the effort, got absolutely zero results. So do I sit there and say, oh, it's because of the pandemic. It's because no one cares about their health. It's just because of the hand I was dealt with. You know, it's a, it's a struggle. There are too many other people out in the world. How can I compete with them in business? None of those things I can control. What people are doing with their business, what happens in the world, the weather, the, all of those things, I can't control that. So how do I respond to it? I say, right, I detach myself. I accept that this is the situation and I want to go somewhere differently. So what do I need to do that's within my control that will help me to positively influence the outcome? So I can change my strategy. I can get support from somebody else. I can join, you know, a working group or a forum or, or something that helps me get the support and education and things that I might benefit from that helps me take that next step. But instead of sitting and wallowing in pity and all of those kind of things, 
I'm now taking more action. And because I've accepted that this is the situation in how it is, my brain has to start now thinking about how do I resolve it? Because I'm now coming from a place of possibility, whereas before when I made statements like, I can't do this, this is happening because of this, you are shouting at me and I'm now taking it personally. These are all statements. When I say, how can I help? What can I do about this situation? How can I make a change? These are questions that my mind now needs to start answering. And therefore it puts me in a place where I become more creative. And that's what leads us into that create step. Because now I've acknowledged and accepted that everything that I've experienced just happens to be what it is. And I can detach myself from that, knowing that something positive will come out. I no longer have to plan my life trying to run away from anything. How many times have you heard, you know, someone who's in a relationship and I'm like, I just want a girlfriend that was better than the one I had before. Or I want to marry someone who, who, was, who was nicer to me and loves me more than they were before. That's still limiting because whatever they showed you was not what you deserved. And so by you choosing to create your life based on one step ahead of where you were before, you are still limiting your potential. Accept that this is who they were, what it was, that was the situation, and start with a blank piece of paper. What is my purpose? What am I actually here to do? What are the things that I truly love and enjoy doing? What's the kind of vision that I have for my life? And this is where things like vision boards and things come in handy. Map every single thing out. How much money you want to make? What kind of partner you have? Whether or not you want to have kids? Do you want to have pets? Where do you want to live? What kind of home do you want to live in? What do your friends look like? What are your hobbies? Do you want to skydive? Do you want to have picnics by the beach? You know, whatever it looks like, down to the really minute detail, map it out. Because we will manifest what we envisage, right? So if you don't write it down or you're not, putting it down somewhere visually you will forget that this is a life that you can actually create for yourself and you'll continue to run away from the life that you had so once you're in this position where you now see this great life that you want you understand what your purpose is the last part is to really just find the medium what's the way in which I get that it could be a really great job right it could be a really great business it could be you collaborating with someone. It could be you having five different things that you do with five different income streams that allows you to do that. Because when you're in the create step, you create what works for you. It's not what's happening in the world and who's doing this. You don't have any competition because your purpose was, was specifically for you. It wasn't designed to be part of a group meeting or a conference call where we get to discuss and debate whether or not this is gonna work for you and which bit you can do or not, no. This is all about you and what you are destined to do. And when you are destined to do something, nothing can stand in your way but you. So this is why it's so important to take that accountability. So now you've been in this position where you've created what you want your life to look like. The last part is to really just take action. And that comes from the transform step. Now think about the vision that you create. This life, are you living that today? The answer is no, I can guarantee you. If, if you are living the life that you have just created a vision for, it's not big enough. It needs to be so big that it scares you and excites you at the same time. So when you look at this vision, you have to know that the version of you today is not capable of living in the vision that you have for tomorrow. So a transformation needs to occur. 
And this is where we really, really need to look inwards and figure out what parts of me are serving me and, and driving me closer towards that vision and what parts of me are holding me back. Now, this could be anything. It could even just be business related. I don't have the structure in my business. I don't have processes or systems in place that's going to help me to get the clients I need to give me the life I want. It could be that I'm surrounding myself with toxic people. And because of their negativity, it's impacting my own mindset. So instead of me acting positive and thinking from this real place of abundance, I'm constantly complaining about everything I don't have. And so, again, we need to be in that very curious, questionable place where everything is a question so that our minds can really find the answer. What habits do you have that are helping you? Are you sleeping in? Are you not organizing your time? Are you unproductive? Are you procrastinating on things you know you should do because you're chasing this really shiny object that makes life much easier for you? Remember, the version of you today is not going to be able to live in the vision that you are planning for tomorrow. So something has to change and it has to be you. But in this transformation stage, you're basically separating yourself from the world. So you don't have to care about what other people think. Your opinion is your opinion. You can keep it unless I've asked for it. Right. You have to be very strict about what you let in because you don't no longer have to live to anyone's expectations because you have this vision and this vision is possible. But you have to change the version of who you are being so that you can have what you want in your life. And so that's what the work looks like. It comes from accountability, accepting that the life that you are living is simply because of the choices that you have made in response to the things that you can't control then deciding to let go of all of those things and all of the emotions attached to it and creating something from a blank piece of paper based on what you truly want, not what you are trying to run away from. And then deciding that what you really want is much more important than the things that are holding you back currently. So therefore you need to transform and there are things that you're going to have to let go of and there are things that you will gain in the process. And I look at ACT like traveling. If you've got five kilogram bag and you are trying to get into the airport to get onto the plane to get to that next destination and you are still carrying all of this stuff from 1923 onwards, <laughs> right? All of this baggage, all of the hurt, all of the shame, all of the blame, all of the guilt, all of the upsets that you've had, the betrayals, all of those things, the failures, you're keeping that, that's, that's your limit. What else do you have? You've got your 5K, you know, in your bag. It's already been taken. So you let go of all that, knowing that everything that you've experienced is actually equipping you to get onto this next destination. And you fill that bag with everything that you need that will help you in the next place. And so this is how you act. And it's act for a reason, because act is a verb. It's a doing word. So this is work that you need to do in order to have what you want to have. I just wrote down a thousand notes of things that I want to talk about with that because there's, it's just so much goodness. So thank you for your passion for what you've created, because it's, it's funny. I had done so much mindset work when I first started this, but I didn't do the internal cleanup work and I was focused more on external than internal. And so what ended up happening was it was almost like I was trying to use the external I don't think a hundred percent, but I think some part of me was trying to use external to 
validate internal, which is right. Ego going after the dream in order to feel good. And what I started to realize, like everything started to crumble outside of me. So it's probably about four or five years ago, everything started to crumble. And then I shut down because I was like, oh my God, I created all of that and it didn't work out or this happened or that happened. And so I must be bad or I must be this or whatever, right? The labels that came in. And so I have about a thousand notes on things I want to go back over. But the first thing I want to just say, because I feel like this circles back to what you started at originally is it's not about the external making us feel good. It's about starting with feeling good and starting with wanting to shift and change and grow ourselves versus trying to make the external look a certain way in order for the internal to then feel a certain way. So it's like, start with, it sounds like what you're saying is like starting with feeling, starting with um, intention, starting with feeling good about yourself, choosing yourself, loving yourself. And then from there you can expand because I think sometimes we create from ego and we create from oh, I just want this because I think it'll have a certain outcome or I'll be a certain way or whatever. And it's like, I've found, I'll be curious to hear your experience. Like I've found those things never continue. So if it's, I want to lose weight so I can be hot on a yacht this summer in the South of France, right? (laughs) Like, am I actually really motivated or do I want to, because I know for myself, weight has always been Um, something that I have experimented with my whole life, I'll say, as I think a lot of women have. And when I, I gave up for a while, cause I was like, I don't care about looking hot anymore. Like, I just don't care. I don't care. But when I started to come to a place of like, I want to nourish myself. I want to feel good. I want to wake up with energy in the morning. It completely shifted because I could see my why and the purpose behind it was so much bigger than something, some kind of external validation. So I'm curious your thoughts on that. Oh yeah. And I I completely agree. And I'm so glad that you said that because it's that why it's that purpose. And this is the thing that drives us. So another saying I have is my purpose is greater than my comfort. As individuals, we are the, the result of the experiences that we have had growing up, the things that we saw, the things that we heard, the things that we experienced, the things that we touched, you know, the things that we avoided, all of those things amalgamate into our lens of the world. And so if you think about how different everybody's lens looks like, the world is completely different for everyone. And to a degree, it kind of needs to be. I like to see this world as like a jigsaw puzzle. If we were all the corner right-hand side, it's going to be a really boring picture, (laughs) right? So we need to be different pieces that when we actually come together, we create something really beautiful. And that starts with purpose. And the reason I talk about purpose being greater than your comfort and why ACT is so important is because the hardest part is unlearning everything to a degree that you believed was true and also letting go of the expectations of others. Why do I need external validation when I know that I have a purpose? It no longer becomes relevant. So that's why I said things like other people's opinions and expectations and competition don't exist to me because my purpose is actually more important than all of those things. And because there is room for everybody, I know that I will succeed. 
So if I go into an industry, you know, like coaching specifically, coaching is a very kind of wide industry and anyone to a degree can be a coach. Whether you're a good coach is another question, but anyone can pretty much be a coach. You do some training and here you go, you can sell some services. Now, the truck you can always tell with coaches is how they approach a coaching session. Coaching is never about me. And I actually uh, generally tend to say a prayer before I go into coaching to ask to remove me, any issues I have, any problems I have, anything that's on my mind, basically empty me so that I can be used as a vessel. So I like to use myself as a, as a connector. Someone has a problem, they can't interpret the solution. So I come along and I act as the vessel between them and, and in terms of my faith between God to give them the direction that they need. And this isn't just coaching, I also do mentoring. And it's interesting how many conversations I've had with people I've mentored who are like, I kid you not, this is exactly what I needed to hear today. And again, what they wanted validation and what most people want validation in is actually their purpose because it's mm -hmm. so different from the life that they're living. They're doing everything that everyone else wanted them to do. And this is no, by no means judgment because I went to university for my mom, right? She knows this. I've said this on so many podcast interviews, so she, she can't be upset anymore. <laughs> but I literally went to university for my mom. And when my, when my results came, I gave them to her and said, here's your degree because I knew it was never for me. It was something I felt so pressured into doing, I went and did it. And that was a big turning point for me to say, the amount I suffered through university was not a good experience for me. I had a lot of suicidal thoughts. I went into depression. I put on a lot of weight and that's partly what triggered some of these challenges that I had. And I, and I closed up and like you mentioned earlier, is that whole thing of shutting down and didn't feel I could trust anyone because I hadn't learned to build friendships because friends that I'd had in school all pretty much betrayed me and so I never really understood what a friend was so to trust people with things that were so vulnerable to me was a no-no and so I went through all of this suffering alone and came out and realized you know what I did all of that and it wasn't even for anything that I really wanted for myself and so I said if I'm going to suffer because you know part of life is suffering it's going to be for something that I want to do and nobody else has to understand. And I don't have to care if they do, <laughs> because my purpose is to help others. My purpose is to wake up every day and say, who can I be directed to, to give them a word, to give them the space, to give them some encouragement, to give them a tool, a tip, a resource, something that helps to change their perception of the world and therefore themselves. Because with a single thought, and the process that takes to changing your feelings, and this is coming back to the question that you asked, even before you know, understanding what our feelings are, we have to know what our thoughts are, because our thoughts impact our feelings, which impacts our behavior, which influences the decisions that we want to make, which therefore uh, you know, could make the decisions that we make concrete, the actions that we take. And so when we get those results, we blame the world when it, it's not what we look like, but actually, it's because of the thought we had. So when we when people keep telling us, you need to take action, you need to take action. Taking action is the last step. It's the thought you need to change because of how it impacts the rest of your life. And when you 
approach life with more of the growth mindset from that acceptance phase, from that abundance phase. And, you know, this is speaking specifically to a lot of your entrepreneurs in your audience who may have started a business, may not have a huge amount of money and thinking, oh, you know, I have to hold on to the money. I can't do this because I don't have enough money. I have to charge more because I need more money. You don't need to consider the money, consider the purpose. Something that was really, really life-changing for me was just, I literally woke up one day and I realized I have more than enough. And it was such a weird thing to wake up to. But when I realized everything changed for me because I didn't need to chase money. For me, I'm like, God knows my bank balance. So he will come through, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know it before I do. So yeah. you know, please help. Uh, outside of that, I know that if I focus on my purpose, I'm going to be drawn to the opportunities and be able to see them because I'm not blinded by needing the money. I'm not blinded by expectation, by trying to validate from others. I understand my why. I understand my purpose and it becomes my North Star. It's the thing that I follow and know that it will always guide me in the right place. The problem we have is that all of us are on, if you imagine like a racetrack, like because the Olympics was on recently, you imagine a racetrack, we all have our own lane. We are all going to get to our destination. The reason it takes us so long is because we look over at lane six and think, oh, they're going a bit faster. Maybe I should try what they're trying. And so we deviate. And then that takes us one year, eight years, 20 years. And then we realize that we should have just stayed where we were. So then we get back to it and we were now back where we were. So we have to walk the path again. Then we look over at lane eight and think, oh, that looks exciting. Why can't I do that? So the only reason we don't get what we want in the speed at which we want it is because we're not patient enough to stay with the path and learn the lessons that come from it, which will equip us, give us the things to put into our baggage to get us to that next destination because the version of us today can't have the vision of tomorrow based on our personality, our traits, how we make decisions, you know, all of those things, which is what life throws at us in order to, you know, make us better people. Amen. Just amen to all of that. <laughs> There's a few things I want to talk about. M number one, money, for sure. I want to talk about that. Mm -hmm. And number two, there were a couple of things that you had said you said, just because you can, doesn't mean you should. Mm -hmm. You said that early on. And I love that. And that's the same thing that goes with this racehorse analogy, which it's just because you see someone moving faster or slower or doing this or doing that. Or I know for me, from like a wounding perspective, I've always been really good at holding space for everybody. And then feeling actually at times a little bit resentful because I'm not paying attention to myself. And the fact that I'm like, I am overloaded. I don't have space right now to hold for somebody else. I got to hold me. I need that, whatever it is. And so it's like, but I can, oh, I feel guilty. Oh, I should do this because it's, it's always the, what's the guilt factor that makes us do that. And so, um, I was talking with Alex this weekend, who, you know, cause I met you through Alex and her, uh, purpose pioneer summit. And it's interesting because there are things we've both done in our businesses where we've gone, 
well, the money is consistent. Well, I know I can make money doing this because I've done it before. So why don't I just keep going with that? And again, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And it ends up, all it does is create more resentment. And I see with people, entrepreneurs in general in this healing space, I often see people going like, okay, well, I need money, but I need money. So I need to, and I'm like, go drive for Uber for a couple of months. If you need that, in addition to what you're doing now, focus on purpose first. There's other aspects too, right? Are we, do we have beliefs around receiving? Am I not charging because I'm afraid to ask. There's, there's so many things that go along with it. So I don't want to simplify it down to just being this one easy thing, but, but it, and it can be, but it's like, don't do things in the pursuit of money Hmm. because then all you'll ever be doing is chasing money and wanting more money. It's what is the purpose? Like you said, what is the purpose that you are here to fulfill? And you know, you said earlier, um, talking about compassion for ourselves, which for anybody out there who likes the gene keys, this is the gene key 22. It's about not taking anything personally. And it's also, I mean, this is like a freaking universal law somewhere, you know, just even thinking of the four agreements, take nothing personally, but it's about this ability to be able to have grace for yourself and the person across from you who maybe is going through something, experiencing something, getting upset with you for whatever reason of what's going on within them. But it's like, we have grace for where you are on your, on your path. Like you're saying, because maybe you're not meant to be there yet. You know, maybe you're not meant to be Tony Robbins. The first day you start your coaching practice, who are you going to become? How are you going to grow and keep keep focus. I love how you said this, like keep focused on your lane, keep focused on the direction that you're going in because we need you to be you doing the thing that you were designed to do in your life versus you trying to mimic anyone else and how they're doing life. So I love that. Okay. We're coming up on time. Would you like to tell everybody where they can find you and how they can connect with you? Yeah, sure. So I have a website, www.amarkigroup.com. That generally has most things that I'm up to at the moment, coaching, speaking, um, you know, consulting, workshops, all of that kind of thing. I'm also on LinkedIn as Anthea Amar. So you can connect with me there. I'm on other socials, so Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, but yeah, generally, I'm. I think the best place to really get a hold of me is the the website. And generally, I put up details of any kind of events that I'm likely to uh, be attending, either speaking at, you know, anything that's going on in the world. Sometimes I run free programs. Um, and again, this just comes back to purpose. Sometimes, if you feel like you need to help, you don't necessarily have to have a reason for it. If something moves you, just do it. And I, you know, did a five week program for free just because I felt like people needed a mindset shift. And so I offered that. So that will give you an idea about what I'm kind of doing at the moment and what I'm up to. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. I'll link all of that in the show notes below as well. Um, Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for sharing just all of these amazing resources with everybody. And I will see everybody else back here on the next episode of the podcast. Make it a great day. Thank you. Hey, hey, 
Thanks so much for being here and listening to this episode of the Waking Up With Jess podcast. If you liked today's episode, I'm going to ask you to do one of three things. Number one, leave a rating. Number two, leave a review. And number three, if you think it could help a friend out in need, go ahead and send it to them. I greatly appreciate your support when you rate the podcast or leave a review. It helps other awesome and amazing listeners such as yourself find the podcast. And I love people and I love friends and I love people's friends. So being able to spread the love through your network is another really great way to support people and to support the show. All right, y'all make it a great day. And I will see you back here on the next episode of the Waking Up With Jess podcast.